You're listening to the G-Force Podcast, presented by Burke Brokerage Real Estate. Hi, this is Gigi with Burke Brokerage and G-Force here with Debbie, having our fourth episode of Season 2 of our podcast. We've decided to bring in a member of our family today to talk about construction. My husband, Billy, and I are partners in several ventures, and he runs Burke Property Investments and Starlight Studios, and we would like to ask him some questions about construction and the construction industry, since he supports us so much um, in our services at Burke Brokerage. Well, good morning. Um, Originally an uh, engineer, and then when we were in Atlanta, as you I'm sure remember, Um, (laughs) I got involved in real estate development as a consultant, and I was drawn to it since then. Uh, So when we moved back here in 2000, that was my focus, Uh, not only helping you get Burke Brokerage started at first, but then developing uh, real estate slowly as as a start with residential and then moving into commercial and industrial. So just from a personal standpoint, what do you prefer, building spec homes or do you like building custom homes more? Uh, That's a tough one. I mean, I enjoy both. Um, Spec homes require less time because there's very little interaction and all decisions are made within the office. Custom homes are more exciting because you get to know somebody, you get to know a lot of times their whole family um, through the process and you get to build something that they've been dreaming about sometimes for years. So that's exciting. So I like them both. And how do you guide a person who wants to build a custom home and, and they have a, a pretty strict budget. How do you guide them and making good choices to get the best value in terms of square footage and, and you know, living square footage as opposed to porches and garages? How do you help them balance that when they have a wish list? I'm sure that's a mile long of things that they are looking for. Yeah. You know, and we encourage them to do that. The bigger the wish list, um, the better. And so we have a, a system that we've developed over the years Uh, We start with an architect that meets uh, with the client and myself, and we discuss basically, like you said, the wish list. And we go through that and develop a target, a dartboard of budget. And then from there, um, through efforts of the architect and information provided by the client and me on the sidelines, always throwing in numbers to keep everybody in check, we slowly reduce the size of that budget target. And that that brings the client from... Uh, programming, which is just space planning, to uh, schematic design, which is basically floor plans, to design development, which is basically a permit set, Mm -hmm. to construction drawings, which is where I step in with a contract to build it. So we help with a lot of that. I mean, today, especially with house, um, we see some really impressive wish lists. Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know, I haven't met a client yet whose wish list is greater than their budget. It's something that's just normal. So um, people apologize all the time. It's like, no, that's that's the best way to start. It's the only way I know to start. Um, I haven't had anybody come in and say, here's my wish list and my budget is greater than that. Let's mm-hmm. go. You know, that would, that would be easy, but that never happens. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's we have a developed system that we, uh, we're very proud of. And we uh, take time and a lot of uh, focus to make sure that you know this is a very important process for these people and and this and these families sometimes and so we want to make sure that they get uh, the best outcome uh, that's most in line with their expectations. And how do you charge um, when you're building for someone? Why don't you touch on 
the cost? I know that y'all charge like a cost per foot. Is that living or is that the total square footage? Yeah, you're, you know, you bring up a, a common un- misunderstanding, but people I think are starting to understand more, you know, from a custom or a, even any kind of building perspective, you have to look at the total square footage of the property. And in some instances too, you have to include site expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times you'll see somebody advertising, I'll build your house for so many dollars a square foot and it sounds interesting, but you've got to You've got to check those numbers because um, what we do is kind of an opposite approach. You know, we look and say, well, you know, you're going to talk to us and you're going to get big numbers. And it's because it includes everything from fence to landscape to grass. You know, it also includes porches and and things like that. You On the real estate side, you and Debbie get to sell houses based on living area. Mm-hmm. I get to build them on under beam total area. So it confuses things. And um but once you get an understanding of that, and we can go over that with our clients in the very first meeting, and they get it. And then what about upcharges on the back end? If things cost more or during the project, how does how is that worked into the, the project? Like a change order. So change. somebody decide, you know, you're in the middle of a custom build, and they want to redesign the kitchen, or they want to move a wall, or they want to change the countertops. And it's definitely going to be have an impact on their budget. How do you handle that? What we try to do from the very beginning is spend more time and focus on getting the plans and the selections done almost perfectly. And that way, when we first put the first shovel in the ground, our clients can really go on vacation for a few months and come back and the house will be done. We hand them the keys. That's the intent. Now, of course, there is a lot of interaction in between. And if there are changes, then that's fine. It happens. But... Um, you know, if it's something that we can give credit for, we will absolutely. But, um, a lot of times it's usually, uh, you know, now that I'm seeing, uh, that paint color, I want to change it. Okay. That's no big deal. But sometimes the painter says, well, I painted that wall. I need to be paid twice now. So that's it. It's usually the, with the methods and the way that we do it, we have very little of that. If, uh, if any. Mm-hmm. And so some of the some of the builders actually go low and then they hit for change orders or for up charges because it wasn't considered in that base number. Yes, so that, that is. Happen. Yeah, that does happen. And so, yeah, buyer beware, right? If you're right. out there and right. just like anything else, if you hear that some number that seems too good to be true, it probably is. And yeah. one of the reasons it, it could be in this industry is like Gigi just said, is, is they say, hey, I, I can build it for this price. But, uh, oh, you wanted windows. <laughs> oh, you mean floors? <laughs> right, right. A roof? You know? But there are a lot of things that you don't think of. Um, types of insulation. Um, you know, you might want to, you find out through the process that you're getting blown in cellulose and you really want spray foam. Well, that's a big change. So things like that. And so we, like I said, we meet with the client before we put the shovel in the ground and make sure all those things are covered. Yeah, I noticed when we show property a lot that a lot of builders will save on costs like crown molding on the second floor. And a lot of times we'll walk through or there won't be trim around a window. Mm -hmm. And we notice it and we appreciate the quality of your construction because we notice the difference. And a lot of people don't when they walk through. So as a buyer's agent, we point that out to make sure they know the differences of the different properties we're showing them. And there's a good side and a bad side to that because 
if I'm meeting with a client and they really want an extra bedroom, but they need to make up for that money in a budget, I might suggest to them, don't put crown molding mm-hmm. right. and trim out your windows because that's something you can always easily come back and do. Um, gotcha. You know, at the same time, yes, you know, bigger. One of the things that we always try to impress upon people is spend money on the design and the architecture. You, and I think people can drive by houses and tell whether instinctively or actually mentally that that house is different than that house. And it's uh, most of the time it comes down to the fact that a real architect was used as opposed to not on some property. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest push. But after that, there's so many things that you can um, adjust on your budget and save for later, if you will. So would it be better for somebody to try to hire their own subs or work with your subs? Well, of course, I'm going to answer that. My subs, but the reason why, and I think people will understand, is that uh, I've been working with some of these subs for over a decade, um, and we have great relationships. And and they understand that I still have multiple electricians that I bid from. Uh, They know that that's um, part of the nature of the business, even though we are very close. So I have the trust factor. They have the trust factor with me. Um, so when I call and say, I need you to help me build Gigi's house, they're going to be there and they're going to perform and they're going to know I'm going to hold them accountable and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Debbie, if you hire these subs by yourself, as opposed to that scenario, right. then um, imagine that electrician. Is he going to go to me or you? Right. Now, he, he's also going to be charging you more because he's going to be covering for instances where a lot of people don't pay because right. he doesn't know you. So there's all those things come into play. And with any seasoned, good builder or contractor, especially in this area that I know or have worked with, I mean, that's what our value brings is good, reliable professionals to build your home. I know we appreciate that because you've built such a nice team of reliable vendors that um, yeah, part of I'll our partnership with you is that we are <laughs> able to use those for our clients as well, right. which really is beneficial for us being able to refer them to an existing client, somebody whose house we're getting ready to list. We know that they're all licensed and insured. We know that they are reputable, that they've proven themselves to you, and you've got this long standing relationship with them. So that really gives us the confidence then to refer them to our clients. So it's another layer to the partnership that we have with Billy here at Burke Brokerage and BPI, which we love. And Billy, on, a, on the last note, why don't you speak a little bit about um, your latest venture at, in the movie industry? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a real estate developer and I've done residential, commercial and industrial. And one of the industrial projects that we just um, opened two years ago uh, that we developed and have been in the process of developing for uh, many years is a movie studio, Starlight Studios in New Orleans East. And it's been very um, successful and we're very proud of it. Um, it's approximately 50 acres out in New Orleans East across from NASA and Michu. And productions come to Louisiana because of the tax credits, which have proven to be an incredible economic boost for the uh, state. We've seen thousands of jobs come to the state, uh, billions of dollars come to the state. Uh, the economic impact, in, in my opinion, is incredible in, in many opinions of professionals and accountants and 
people hired by the, the state as well. It's been um, offset dramatically. The tax credits have been offset dramatically by the impact. So we're very proud of that program. Um, and of course, the need to facilitate the productions to come in starts first and foremost with infrastructure. So we saw that need and responded to that need. Uh, it was an exciting time. It was very difficult um, as far as raising capital to get that done, but we were able to get phase one done. So we have two sound stages right now, um, and they've seen productions from Disney, Marvel, ABC, Fox, Netflix, uh, Universal, a whole number of people. And um, we've been very busy, which we're very excited about. And we're currently in development of plans for another phase two uh, to continue expanding and taking advantage of this opportunity that uh, we have here in Louisiana, which is amazing. So. That's awesome, because we know that it's definitely had an impact on the real estate industry as well. You know, bringing all, creating these jobs and bringing people in from out of state has been beneficial, whether it's from leasing a property or buying a property. And because most often, as you know, people come here for business and they fall in love with the city and then they decide they want a second home or a vacation home here. So that's another layer of our really great relationship. So thanks, Billy. You're very welcome. Thank you all for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening to the G-Force podcast presented by Burke Brokerage Real Estate. Please subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes and visit us online at gforcebygg.com.